0: really look at nutrition as your like secret weapon with all of this stuff. Like look at nutrition as, as your competitive advantage, because when you give your body everything it needs to perform well, it's like putting like the best possible quality gas into a really nice car. You're going to function at your ultimate peak. And at what point in your life so far, do you not need to function better than when you're taking your SAT?
1: From Test Takers, this is the Hashtag Prep Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn more about standardized testing and college admissions, so that you can help your students navigate this important time with accurate and insightful information, hosted by Test Takers Director of Development, Andrew Nadia and Director of Personnel, Jeremy Free, Just prepare to learn the secrets that will help your students gain clarity, reduce stress, and work smarter, not harder. This is the Hashtag Prep Podcast. Welcome back to Hashtag Prep, the best test prep podcast for SAT tips and college admissions advice out there. I'm your host, Andrew Naka Naniakara, and this episode is not just any other episode. This episode is quite special. It's our season three finale of Hashtag Prepped. And for the finale, we are taking a more holistic approach to test prep and talking about the SAT diet. The SAT and all these standardized tests are thinking tests, so more than all the facts and studying you do, being as sharp as you can the day of and making sure that your thinking machine, your brain, is fully nourished and ready to go is a key component of beating this test. So for our Season 3 finale, I've brought someone from my old kickboxing days to talk to us about how we can strategize what we eat leading up to test day, and even snacks to eat on test day to give us that added edge. So let's meet today's guest. Her nutrition empire has been featured in Forbes, Elite Daily, and Bustle Magazine. She is the founder and president of Nutrish Mish and the Mish of Nutrish Mish. Welcome to the show, Michelle, and thank you for joining us today for the finale. Hi, I
0: am so honored to be on for your finale episode. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and about Nutrish Mish?
0: Sure. So my name is Michelle. I started Nutrish Mish about 10 years ago and, uh, yeah, next year's our 10 year anniversary, which is wild. And, um, you know, my whole thing is I saw when I was younger, there was a big gap in the, you know, kind of like health and weight loss and nutrition industry where, you know, the answer was dieting and, you know, dieting, as we know, only has about a 5% success rate. So I wanted to create something where people could really like make really good changes to their eating habits and create lifelong impact, you know, to their health. And I've been very blessed to, um, have expanded and being able to help people. And my goal is just help as many people as we can.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, Michelle, it's been a while since I've seen a food pyramid. So before we get into specifics, on like boosting your brain. What should like a normal healthy student diet look like, like a balanced diet there?
0: Oh, so you know, here's the thing. So the first of all, the the food pyramid or whatever, I think it's a plate now, whatever shape it is. um, (laughs) To be honest with you, I'm going to give you a little like insider info. It's not 100% based off of science. Unfortunately, like the last version of it that I recall seeing, it was the blueprint, at least it was very much so based on a Mediterranean diet, but then like any other industry, you know, maybe the beef and cattle industry felt like they weren't represented enough. And the dairy council felt they weren't represented enough. So if you haven't seen a food pyramid or plate or, or diagram, you know, in a little bit there, it's, it's not, it's not the most accurate in terms of, of health, as far as maybe what you should be doing. So, so don't stress about that. So that's good.
1: Yeah. So what would be like the important food groups that students should have just to to stay level?
0: The way I like to look at it is it depends on where you're at. You know, if you're somebody who's, you know, eating like a ton of processed food or you're not really eating very well at all to jump from like that to like fruits and vegetables and whole grains, it might be like a little bit of a dramatic jump. So kind of just take inventory of where you're at and just look to improve a little bit. So if right now you're relying on like processed foods, box foods, like, you know, foods that, you know, you aren't so whole, maybe just start incorporating a few more like whole nutritious foods into your life. If you're already doing that, I would say the next step is, um, really focusing on the nutrition aspect of it. The, what nutrition really is the way I like to define it it's the tools that your body needs to make you the right way. So when you give your body the right tools, you get made correctly. And if you give your body the wrong tools, maybe you get made incorrectly. So that's where like the fruits and the vegetables and like all those stuff come in. So if you can maybe like, if you're already eating kind of well, maybe you can like amp up your fruit and vegetable intake a little bit. If you're not already eating whole grains, maybe switch over to more whole grain items. Um, you know, if you want to maybe like get really extra credit. You can maybe start buying organic or buy local. Um, but I would just say the best thing to do is just kind of see where you're at and then see what's like maybe a five to 10% increase from that. Don't try to like jump from zero to 60 because those types of changes don't really stick.
1: Yeah, little adjustments add to big changes at the end of the day. Uh, So the idea I had for this podcast came from the idea of like how you would kind of click carboload for a marathon. Uh, What are like the nutrients that the brain needs to perform its best?
0: Yeah, and I love this question because I I even work with a lot of student athletes. And I I tell them because a lot of of students, you know, you don't necessarily pay attention to nutrition so much. The athletes that I work with, I tell them like, you're getting a huge competitive advantage by like giving your body the tools it needs to perform and do the jobs it has to do. And taking a test is, is like a marathon. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an event, you know? So to, to know how to fuel for that. And that's, I love this concept and I love the question because of that. So there is a couple of nutrients. One would be omega threes, and you can get that in a couple of different ways. Um, the best is like, is a salmon, which I don't know. If you're going to be doing maybe locks in the morning, I don't know that might work. You could, like I said, you could also supplement too. You can always supplement with an omega-3 supplement. That's like considered like one of the brain's biggest foods um, is omega-3, but there's other foods you could do too. Blueberries are really high in antioxidants, which helps the brain, Uh, pecans and other nuts like that. They're considered brain foods too. So you want to know what foods are going to be your secret weapon in making sure that your brain is functioning at hundred percent.
1: I like that analogy that you made, that it's kind of like training for a sport. And that's kind of what I tell students. When it comes to like test preparation, it's a sport. You know, the time commitment, energy that you're putting in. So when I tell them to kind of like, when do you want to take the course, it's when you have the most free time, as if you were taking a sport. Now, with the SAT, it's definitely an endurance test. What are some kind of nutrients or some foods you'd recommend for kind of maintaining your level of energy or just kind of maintaining the endurance during the test?
0: That's a great question. So you, the, the trick is you want to get some kind of like carb protein combination, or even like a carb healthy fat combination What the carbohydrates going to do, that's going to provide what's called glucose to the brain, which is basically like energy for the brain. So I would recommend if, if you could do whole wheat, something or whole, not even whole wheat, but like a, more of like a whole grain, that would be ideal. So maybe something like a whole grain in- bush muffin or like maybe like even a whole grain piece of toast or even like brown fine, something like that. Cause that's going to give you the glucose or the energy that your brain needs. The problem is that glucose burns up really quickly. Think of it kind of like throwing like twigs on a fire. So we need something that's going to sustain the fire. We need like those like big, like kind of, you know, like the the bigger like stumps, like <laughs> something bigger, like a log. <laughs> that's what I was looking for a log that you would throw onto the fire. So that that's where the either protein or healthy fat can come in. So you put, you give your body the glucose and then you make it last by adding like a healthy fat or a protein. So if you want to maybe do like, um, some, if you can do, if you, I know some people have nut allergies, but if you don't like peanut butter, almond butter, even if you do have a nut allergy, there's a great product called sun butter out there. That's amazing. You can even do like, um, if you need like more of a snacky thing, you could do like a trail mix and maybe mix like some nuts and raisins together or some like sunflower seeds and raisins. That would be great to do. Um, or if you don't like any of that stuff, even like, um, even like a cheese stick on some bread, or you can even do like, um, like a turkey sandwich, that would be fine also. But the trick is having that carb combined with either protein or a healthy fat.
1: Yeah. And you were talking about kind of glucose kind of burning up. And I've read a few articles on like blood sugars and like just protein levels and stuff, because I know I've taken an SAT after eating a whole bunch of ribs and that just like puts me to sleep right afterwards. And then I definitely don't recommend doing that. No no Um, ribs. um, No ribs. Yeah. Nothing too heavy. But um, yeah. Can you talk about just like blood sugar levels and just kind of how to keep that in check?
0: Yeah. So the, the, you would experience a blood sugar dip, which would feel like, um, you get like a crash, your energy levels would go. You'd feel like almost like hangry. If it yeah, was really bad, it you yeah. might always feel like nauseous, you would just feel like somebody pulled the plug out from you. And that would happen if you were, it would happen the most dramatically if you were having a simple carbohydrate by itself, like, like a white bread or, you know, white, uh, like English muffin or something like that. Uh, what would happen is your blood sugar would spike really quickly and then it would crash really quickly. And then what happens, your body wants that sugar high again. So that's like that. And then you start to crave carbs more and more. So when you get that combination going, it, it, it stops that from happening. It would happen a little bit to a lesser extent if you were to have a complex carb by itself. So if like, let's say you have a piece of white bread, you might get an hour out of it. If you have um, a piece of whole grain bread, you might get like two hours out of it. If you have the whole grain bread with the protein fat combination, you get like three or four hours out of it. So it's just really about kind of sustaining it and not letting that blood sugar spike and drop happen to you.
1: And not just the food aspect of it, let's talk about the hydration aspect of like the SAT because you don't want to be like cramping up on the <laughs> what, what would happen. but any uh, any tips for hydration there?
0: Yes, hydrate, high. Hyd- so, like, I mean, I guess it's a little bit annoying because you also don't want to have to pee during the SAT. <laughs> but I was I would recommend prehydrating then. Um, and here's why your brain is actually 85% water. So you're constantly losing fluid through going to the bathroom, through sweating, through just normal functions that your body needs fluids for. So you need to make sure that your brain is at full 85% capacity. The other thing that happens when you're dehydrated and people don't realize this is you become exhausted. That's why if you ever, I mean, I don't know if this listeners, if you go to like Vegas or something, you know, they have like the oxygen bars to keep you awake. (laughs) The reason, the reason that that works is because when you have oxygen, what makes you feel awake is, is red blood cells, right? So your red blood cells carry oxygen to your brain. And that's what helps you feel awake. If you have these nice hydrated plump red blood cells, you're, they have more room to carry more oxygen to your brain. So you feel more awake. If they're dehydrated and shriveled up, they're not going to be able to carry as much much oxygen to your brain and you're going to feel exhausted. So that's actually one of my biggest tricks for energy is to actually stay hydrated, believe it or not.
1: Oh, fantastic. And probably this one specifically for the kids, uh, when they go on test day, they have a quick break in between like five minutes to sneak in a quick snack or kind of decompress from the section. Any quick snack suggestions?
0: So yeah, you could do, um, you could do a cheese stick. You could do like, even like a protein bar would be good if it's a good quality one. Um, if you have like a little baggy, a trail mix, that's like nice and easy and portable and you can eat it super fast. Um, I mean, if you want to bring like a hard boiled egg, you could do something like that or half a sandwich. Any of those things would be great options.
1: So let's conclude our episode with what I call like our hashtag prep pro tip, which kind of encapsulates or puts like kind of the, all of your thoughts into one nice little, uh, quote there. What would be your hashtag prep pro tip there? that's a good question. I would say
0: that really look at nutrition as your like secret weapon with all of this stuff. Like look at nutrition as, as your competitive advantage, because when you give your body everything it needs to perform well, it's like putting like the best possible quality gas into a really nice car. You're going to function at your ultimate peak. And at what point in your life so far, do you not need to function better than when you're taking your SAT?
1: Right. Your feud is your fuel. I love it. All right. So thank you again, Michelle, for joining us today. Uh, If people want to reach out to you, how can they?
0: So you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Nutrish Mish. That's N-U-T-R-I-S-H-M-I-S-H. You can also go to our website, which is www.nutrishmish.com.
1: Well, that's a wrap on season three. And I'm going to say that's a wrap on year one of Hashtag Prep. We'll be back next year with more guests, more insight, and live episodes Thanks for sticking with us. Feel free to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and don't forget to check us out at Preppodcast.com for extra resources and even a free preview. Seeing across from me, we have Michelle of Nutrish Mish. My name is Naka, and this has been Hashtag Prepped.